Well, it's a little bit of a different tone here on the Tony D Podcast as we had uh, on Monday morning between the Colts and the Pacers. Uh, Pacers had been struggling two wins this week at home against the Spurs Monday night, an impressive win, I thought, against New York on Wednesday. Now they go on a pretty brutal western road swing, which opens up Friday night in Portland, um, a place I think they've won once out of the last 10 or 12 years. We'll talk about that. Colts get a big win on Thursday night football. A couple college football bowl projections as well. We're right around the corner from bowl season starting, uh, right around the corner from Christmas. Thanksgiving's obviously almost here. Uh, and then the start of the new year. we got college basketball. We're going to take a deep dive into that next week. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little IndyCar, as always, and the signing of Devlin DeFrancesco to Andretti Autosport for the 2022 and 2023 seasons. Um, a lot of backlash uh, on that announcement that came yesterday. So thank you so much for listening to the Tony D Podcast, brought to you by Flooring is Forever and flooringisforever.com. 317-755-1246. Flooringisforever.com. They have over 20 years of experience here locally. Harley and a gang of flooring is forever. Have you covered if you're in the market for new flooring, providing you honesty, quality, and value for the flooring that's just right for you. If you're looking to transform your home or workplace, check them out today. Flooringisforever.com. Shout out to uh, our good friend Harley. Let's start with the college football playoff that came out. Now remember, the college football championship is here. The national championship game is in Indianapolis um, that's not too far away, uh, middle of January. So we're looking at about two months. Uh, I know the college football playoff committee has been doing a lot of stuff around town, giveaways, that kind of thing. So Tuesday night, the rankings came out of the four teams that if the season ended today would be in that final four in the cotton bowl and the orange bowl. Now this will obviously change, but Number one was Georgia, two Oklahoma, three Ohio State, and four Alabama. Well, Georgia and Alabama will have to play each other in the SEC championship game. So one of those teams will have another loss to their record. Now, if Georgia loses, would they fall out of the four and Alabama would be in there? If Alabama loses, that would obviously eliminate them. Um, but it's kind of BS that Cincinnati's not in there. Um, they can only play their, their, their schedule. They have some impressive wins. And right now, they are on the outside looking in. So um, I think Oklahoma's a little bit overrated. They've had quarterback issues. Um, you know, Michigan State's right there looking to, looking to get in, but they still got to go to Ohio State. So I don't see that happening. I think we'll end up seeing some form of Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Cincinnati. That's if Georgia wins the SEC championship game against Alabama. So those two games... Uh, to get into the national championship, the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Let's look at some other bowl games for Indiana teams. Um, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, they're going to be in the Fiesta Bowl. Enter whatever SEC team you would like, whether that's Bama, whether that's Kentucky, who is top 12 right now in the rankings, or Ole Miss. Ole Miss has had a really good year as well. So as long as Notre Dame wins out, which they should, the Irish will find themselves in the Fiesta Bowl more than likely, seven and one so far on the season. They got Navy this weekend, Virginia, Georgia Tech, and Stanford. Uh, I don't see them not winning out. So, pencil in the Irish going to Phoenix for the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, Purdue, uh, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, is where they seem to be projected to go against a probably a Pac-12 opponent. Uh, the Boilermakers with a big chance this weekend for another statement win at five and three. They will become bowl eligible with their next win. 
Um, you get Michigan State and Ohio State the next two weeks, uh, but then you go at Northwestern and IU. So you should be able to bare minimum get that sixth win to make a bowl. Uh, but the Boilermakers, only three-point underdogs at home to the Michigan State Spartans coming up on Saturday. Uh, Michigan State, very impressive last week in their comeback win over Michigan Purdue is a pesky team. I mean, look, this is what the Boilermakers do, right? They go on the road to beat Iowa, and then they come home and lose a game. I I don't think Purdue's going to win this game, but I do think they can keep it close, and this will be a low-scoring contest. Um, Ball State, not sure um, if they're going to be going to any of the MAC Bowls that it could be the the Camellia Bowl. Hell, it could be the Quick Lane Bowl up in Detroit. It could be the Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, but but Ball State likely to find themselves um, in a bowl game this year. So good for the guys up in Muncie. Uh, and then IU. I know a lot of people talking about IU. <sighs> um, I don't know. It's 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 not been the season that IU wanted. Two and six, zero oh and five in the Big Ten. Uh, they would have to win out. Uh, to be bowl eligible, and you're not going to beat Michigan this weekend, and you're probably not going to beat number 20 Minnesota, and you're probably not going to beat Purdue. So um, IU, very disappointing, not going to be heading to a bowl. Let's talk about these Colts. Historic win really on Thursday night, 45-30 to 30, uh, score Gami. In the NFL, if you follow that account on Twitter, it's it's a lot of fun. It tells you if, if a score of a certain NFL game has ever happened before, and it projects whether you know midway through a game. And when we left on, on, on Sunday, Lucas Oil Stadium, people were upset. Not enough. Jonathan Taylor. Well, Jonathan Taylor goes for, what, 174 yards last night um, in the win. Carson Wentz looked pretty good. I mean, yes, it was 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 a was a crap Jets team that's coming off probably maybe their last win of the season against the Bengals on this past Sunday. And then you get a short week on the road. So, um, But, look, you did what you had to do. I, I, that, that, that late touchdown really didn't bother me. Uh, you can almost look at it as a 45-23 game. Uh, the Colts blew them out, and that's what you wanted. I mean, if, if it's a close game, you're going to critique them. Obviously, if they lose, the season's over with. Um, as far as – look, they're still in the hunt. Uh, I think they put up the graphic last night of the Colts still being in the hunt because the AFC is just so dismal at 4-5. and five. You can beat the Jaguars uh, next Sunday, the 14th. Uh, there's no doubt about that. To get back to 500, you're even. Then the next two weeks, you're probably not going to win with going to Buffalo and Tampa Bay coming to town. Then you're looking at five and seven. Um, Texans, that's a win. Six and seven. Patriots, that's that's a toss-up game. December 19th is a toss-up game. Um, If you win that game, you're six and seven. Then you get two playoff teams in the Cardinals and the Raiders. You could be staring at six and nine easily and then with the Jaguars uh, coming up at the end of the year. So um, if you could steal one of those games, as I mentioned on Monday – you can steal one of those games against the Raiders, Cardinals, Buccaneers, or Bills, teams that are in the playoffs right now or in the hunt to be in the playoffs. You may have a chance because, look, a team like the Patriots, you've got to, you've got to knock that team off. That's a team that um, is going to be battling with who they are and what they are throughout the season. Um, we've seen them look really good in low-scoring games where they should have beat the Cowboys and they had a chance to beat the Buccaneers and they go on the road last weekend to beat the Chargers. They've got a tough road ahead, but the Patriots, that's a team that you're going to be battling with for that last wild card spot in the NFC playoffs. So you got to make sure that you get that victory um, coming up when they take on the Patriots. Patriots 4-4 four and four 
so far on this season. The Tony Lee Podcast brought to you by the UPS Store and Fishers off of Olio Road. They have everything you need for your small business. When it comes to shipping at the UPS Store, you can have your packages professionally packed by your local UPS Store certified packing expert. It's back with their pack and ship guarantee. Check out the friendly faces on Olio Road up in Fishers, 11650 Olio Road, 317-578-0094. Let's talk about the Pacers real quick as they embark on a four-game Western road swing. Um, you've got to split the first two. You get the Blazers, who haven't been the Blazers, so to speak. Damian Lillard's off to a bad start this year, which is tough for me to say because he's my favorite player. Uh, and then on Sunday, you get the pesky Sacramento Kings. Then you got to go to Denver on Wednesday. So you get a couple days off Monday, Tuesday. Uh, travel day, obviously, on Monday. Get settled into Denver Tuesday. Um, you can knock off the Nuggets or the Jazz. Um, that's the, those are if you can split this Western road swing, I, I would take that any day of the week. Look, the Jazz are seven and one on the year, but the Nuggets are four and four, Kings are four and four, Blazers are three and five. They are winnable games on this Western road swing. Now, on the flip side of that, the Pacers. It doesn't matter what team it is, who's coaching. It just seems like they go out west, they'll get blown out of the gym in two games and it'll look really really good in two games so um if you can split against portland and sacramento which both are winnable games uh and then you can split against the the jazz or the nuggets more than likely in denver uh and you come back on this western road swing at two and two and six and six on the season um then you get right back on the road though you 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 come home for philadelphia and then it's at at, at the Knicks, at the Pistons, at the Hornets. So they've got a lot of road games over the next week and a half, and that's really going to define where this team is. And I know you can't really win or not make the playoffs in November, but but this is going to be a stretch of basketball that we're going to look at on the Pacers and say this is where you know they really found their rhythm and they found their footing and things got better, or we're going to say this is really where they took a step back and hopefully everybody is healthy. It looks like T.J. Warren is, is on the verge of being back. Karis LeVert is back. Malcolm Brogdon is back. Um, some consistency out of Miles Turner would be nice. He had that big game there tonight with 7 of 7 from downtown. But he can't go on the road this weekend and lay an egg and have Joseph Nurkic eat his lunch for him or Holmes in Sacramento or the Joker or Rudy Gobert. So um, hopefully Miles can keep up some consistency because uh, really that's what we are looking for with this Pacers squad. All right, we wanted to talk a little bit of IndyCar, and if you missed the article on TonyTheIndy.com, please check it out. kind of dives into uh, like the business side of motorsports and how just because a driver had stats in Indy Lights doesn't mean he's going to get a ride in IndyCar. So Devlin Francesco is going to Andretti Autosport. He will be in the number 29 car, uh, part owned by George Steinbrenner. James Hinchcliffe vacates that car. In comes Devlin Francesco, the Canadian driver, which is great for uh, when the series returns to Toronto to have two Canadian drivers in the series with Dalton Kellett as well. Um, but Devlin is a, is, is, is a great partner for Andretti in the aspect of promoting that Toronto race, which is promoted by uh, Green Savory, which is obviously used to be a part or owned by Andretti Autosport. Devlin's a great kid. He's got a lot of talent. This has been in the works before the Indy Lights season even started last year. George Steinbrenner IV has brought Devlin up, just like he did Colton Herta, uh, through the ranks, supported him, got him to IndyCar, and this has kind of been the plan all along. It, it wasn't, oh, well, if Kyle Kirkwood wins the championship, he'll come and drive for us. No, it's always been Devlin Francesco. 
Kyle Kirkwood will probably land at AJ Foyt Racing. Uh, but I think if you're a car owner, if you, I think if you're McLaren and you have a third car, why not pull pull up, pull it out for him? It's, I, can you tell I stuttered when I said pull put it out uh, or pull it out? I think what you do is if you're McLaren, you say, okay, we ran Montoya, the Grand Prix in Indy 500 last year. Kirkwood's got the funding. Let's go get this kid under our wing. Kind of like Pato Award. Remember, Pato Award was under Andretti Autosport uh, in, in Indy Lights and then ended up going to Carlin, missed the show for the 500. Uh, got the Red Bull deal but came back and obviously has had success winning two races last year and finishing um, – very, very close to winning a championship, finishing third in the standings. I think if you're McLaren, you say, okay, this is the kid in Kyle Kirkwood. We know is fast. Let's test him. Let's see what it's like. Let's see how he is. Let's run him in these three races. Maybe we can work on some funding for him for other races, but let's see how he does at St. Pete, the Indy Grand Prix, and the Indianapolis 500 and see if he can't become Indy 500 Rookie of the Year. So uh, if not, Foyt is also an option for Kyle Kirkwood. It looks like Sato as I talked about a month ago, is going to be at Dale Coyne. David Malukas, HMD Motorsports, is going to partner with the 18 car. And look, here's the thing, too. If you're going to be mad at anybody, and, I, and, I don't, and I'm not ripping on Michael Andretti, and I'm not saying you should be mad at him, but Michael Andretti, just like I talked about, Pato Award, there are business deals. Michael has to take care of his business and make money as well, keep his employees happy. Okay, But also, a seat was vacated, and he went with Roman Grosjean who was a fan favorite that everybody loved that Roman Grosjean is going to the DHL number 28 Honda, and that's great. But that also made took away from Kyle Kirkwood staying with Andretti Autosports. So if you want to shit on Devlin, which a lot of people have, um, it's unfair and not warranted, but also kind of look at the bigger picture of, oh, well, if Andretti doesn't pursue Grosjean, that seat's open for probably Kyle Kirkwood. So you, there is a lot of give and take, and, and a lot of a lot of IndyCar fans and a lot of you know bloggers out there don't see it from that perspective because they don't talk or know the people that are on the insides of racing like I do. Or and it's not just me to toot my own horn. It's it's Nathan Brown. It's guys like David Land. It's Jenna Fryer. It's Marshall Pruitt. Um, you know that that kind of know what's going on and and are are even in the trenches way more than I am. Um, you know, we all have our sources, and we all hear things, and we and we go with it. So um, that's just kind of how the dominoes fell slash fall. And we knew that Roman Grosjean was the first domino that needed to fall, and that happened about a month ago, right before that test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, somebody asked me about Ganassi. Uh, there will be five cars at Indy. I think Jimmy Johnson only runs the Indy 500. They'll have five cars with Tony Kanaan and the maybe the 84 car. Maybe you swap the 48 number. Um, and you kind of go from there with that. So, uh, Devlin's got a, he's, he's got a lot of talent. He's going to be fast. Um, he's going to bring new eyes to the sport. I mean, he's got Jones Soda as a one of his sponsors. So just take that for what it's worth. Uh, but again, anytime a new sponsor comes in the paddock and sees value in IndyCar and sees value in sponsoring young drivers, then you know that's a good thing. And also, as I wrote about on TonyTheIndy.com. Also, there's a lot of drivers in their 40s that are still getting it done, like Scott Dixon, Takuma Sato, Ed Carpenter, even over the age of 35. So there's a lot of people that um, are getting it done, a lot of drivers that aren't vacating rides. So that's where we stand on that. Thanks for listening to the Tony D Podcast. Thanks to Connor's Pub. Thanks to Flooring is Forever. And thank you to the UPS Store. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. Take care.